The Ghost Factory Worthington Wood isn't a forest, but a hospital. A sprawling and defunct mental facility, crumbling into the primeval Florida landscape like the ruins of Tikal. Built during the Second World War as a training airfield, the wood sits thirty miles from civilization amid yellowed grass, low oak trees sagging under Spanish moss, spindly pines, and knots of leathery palmetto. Its dozen concrete block buildings sit baking in the heat, their state-sanctioned pastel colors fading to a sickening hue of governmental decay. People still live here, people you can't quite see, people no one ever quite saw. I guess you'd call them ghosts, and they were my patients. Now I'm theirs. The first thing to know about me is that I'm the worst caseworker in the history of the wood, and that's really saying something for a state institution. I mean, I took my first college course in psychology because I was curious how other people learned to feel when I hadn't. And I stuck around in the program because it was still a little sexy in 1975 to pretend I was helping the world. Over the gentle gurgle of a beer can bong, I could say things like, If we could perfect the science of empathy, man, we could totally stop our planet's death trip. And it would get me into some girl's dorm bed. Thirty-odd years and two divorces later... I still haven't perfected the science of empathy. Counseling is a vocation for listeners in a society of talkers, and the only reason I had a career at all is that my ambivalence closely resembled listening. I didn't advise my clients like all my colleagues did, and I let the screwballs carry the conversation while I thought about other things whether it was worth it going back to school to study computers, maybe, or if anybody like me could get away with a heist like D.B. Cooper's. Crazy people are a lot less interesting than you'd expect. For one thing, they're literally hard to understand. They ramble in long torrents of learned psychological jargon, sometimes with random realizations that the rest of us take for granted. You know that feeling you got when you realized that every tiny star was a sun? They get it for things like figuring out that all the doors on the ward open outward, or that it's possible to eat cake with a spoon. They're addicted to epiphany, a little like drunks. Drunks who sit on the couch in your office and pick their toes or hold their fingers in their mouths. Most of them are fixated on some terrible event or wound or misconception, chasing theories off a cliff, pretty much like all of us. Not long after I started here, I saw a guy argue with a tree. He was this huge turtle of a man, bare flesh hanging down his back, yelling at a pine, pointing in all directions and shaking his fist while the tree took it all with a plum. I watched between my office blinds as things escalated. First there was a shove, then a bump of the chest. Finally, the guy leaned back, wound up his arm like Roger Clemens, and socked that tree but good at full force. The man grabbed his arm, 
hopping and swearing. I could have intervened. I could have broken up the argument. I could have, you know, called someone over from the infirmary at least. But I let those blinds snap into place again because I didn't want to do the paperwork. I know, I know, it makes me sick too. In one of my final reviews before we shut down for good, Dr. Fedorovich asked me straight out, Do you even give a shit about these people? I sat there blinking, wondering how to answer. Well, sir, I finally said, I don't think they want my shit.